Hey, 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 welcome back to Coffee Stains EDU Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are staying warm. If you are in New York, we've had some um, pretty interesting weather. I'm not going to complain though, because we've had a pretty decent winter. <laughs> um, just, you know, a little windy. We had some snow here or there, nothing crazy. I mean, I remember back in the 90s, we used to get three feet or more and we still made it to work we made it to school um you know and recently there's been a lot of uh (laughs) pretty interesting posts on social media about the weather and how uh, new yorkers are getting soft and how things start to get shut down or everyone's paranoid when we're saying we're gonna get when when they're saying we're gonna get an inch to three of snow which is nothing but um yeah it is what it is it's the world we live in now right everyone's paranoid um but i remember like i said before back in the days you you know three 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 inches sorry three feet or more and we still make it to school we wasn't calling out they weren't closing schools uh i don't know what's going on a lot of uh changes have been happening and i think People are just soft and can't handle things anymore. Um, But anyways, it is what it is. This is not a podcast about the weather. (laughs) Um, But as usual, I tend to go off on little rants, so I apologize, but that's me. So this is episode 36. I want to say thank you, thank you to all my listeners. Thank you, thank you to everyone that has provided feedback and um, who have um, provided suggestions on topics This one is an actual uh, recommendation from a good friend of mine. He actually was on my podcast a few episodes back. And this is going to be titled Global Learners, Nurturing Bright Minds Beyond Borders. Fancy, fancy name, right? Um, I was struggling on how to um, title this episode. And again, I'm open to suggestions, feedback from, from everybody. Um, <clears throat> whether I know you personally or whether I've met you on social media and we just have uh, a digital connection. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was having a little dry spell on topics and I want to make my episodes meaningful and helpful and I want listeners to get something from each of my episodes. Um, but I was struggling. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Struggling with topics and um, I reached out to some friends and... One of my friends, they, you know, he knows that my school has received a lot of students, a lot of migrant students within the past year or two. And um, I have expressed, you know, that transition, those changes and the, the reactions we receive from the community as well as surrounding communities, as well as um, teachers in the school. And, you know, everyone has their views, their opinions on it. But um, at the end of the day, we are teachers, we are educators, and we are to teach who's in front of us, regardless of where they come from, right? So he he suggested I do a top, um, an episode on, on, the, on the migrants. And he helped me with the title, which I think was pretty cool. So I'm going to try to make this episode pretty cool to align with the dope, to, um, sub, not the dope... <laughs> The dope title that he's given me, again, it's called Global Learners, Nurturing Bright Minds Beyond Borders. So 
I'm going to dive right in. Um, well, no, I'm not going to dive right in. I'm going to jump into how you can um, connect with us and keep up to date with all our episodes. So we have a website, coffeestained.org, coffeestained.org, where I upload episodes as well as re- resources that I've referenced um, during episodes. I also have an Instagram, which is coffeestains underscore edu, coffeestains underscore edu. You can also keep up to date with all new episodes, and I share resources, tips, suggestions, advice, um, put quotes and stuff like that. I sometimes share a little bit of my personal life on there as well. You can reach me at GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com. That's GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com. You can hear our um, episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. And I suggest that you um, subscribe. That way you are um, in the loop and you get notifications when new episodes come out. I have my YouTube channel as well that um, was more of a personal, well, I was using it during my, um, when I, my teaching days. And I have been slowly transitioning that into a YouTube channel for coffee stains. You can find um, previous resources and tips advice that I put on there too. You can search it by my name, Geneva Rodriguez, or you can just do a search, um, coffee stains, edu podcast, coffee stains, edu podcast. Um, I sometimes upload things online to the podcast. I also upload things online to teachers, um, tips and advice for teachers and for aspiring, uh, aspiring school leaders. So, Let's dive into this topic. And before I go into it, you know, it's a very touchy topic for me because I work in a school community that has received a, hu- a large amount of new students, migrants from all over. And we have a shelter that's right around the corner from the school that has, um, they're all student, all migrants there and their students, their families and their children have come to our school for help and support. And last year when we received, I think it was like one day we received like 30 something kids within one week, one in within one week, we received like 30 something kids. And you know, we, we came together as a school community and we thought of resources, thought of ways um, how we can put together resources and support for our teach our for our families, new families. So we created a room where teachers donated, families donated, um, administration donated, um, local, you know, organizations donated, and we had a room where we allowed parents to come in, families to come in, and and shop for free. We had toiletries, we had clothing, we had shoes, we had school supplies. Um, everything we thought that they can benefit from laundry detergent stuff like that we um, had a room set up for them and we gave them opportunities to shop we also had a share table in the cafeteria where we had you know leftover breakfast and lunches where parents can come and collect that at the end of the day so we did our part we tried our best to support and welcome the new families you know and, and that's just one part of it um, you know the biggest part is having students, having them in our classrooms, right? We have to welcome all students and we have to embrace them and have patience and kindness and support them the best we can. 
and I feel that a lot of teachers, and I'm not just saying in my school in general, a lot of educators um, lost sight of that when they received um, a large number of students that needed additional support, that didn't know the, la- the language, that came with tons of baggage into their classrooms. And I felt that um, teachers forgot how to be sensitive. Teachers forgot their why. Teachers forgot how you know their role and responsibility as an educator and you know there was a wave of emotions for me for other people that were seeing it from the outside or even experiencing it firsthand and seeing and and hearing and being exposed to the negativity that people were exhibiting and not only to themselves and to their colleagues but in front of students that was so heartbreaking and um Disappointing, very disappointing. But we had teachers that we um, really thought highly of and really felt that they were effective and truly embraced their position as teachers. Um, they they were the ones that were so negative and um, just displaying that behavior in front of children. It it was really um, disappointing. Disappointing, I think, is is a good word for that. Um, and I feel that educators that ex- that were behaving like this, you know, I know everyone had their own emotions and feelings about it, and I can't knock that. You're entitled to how you feel, but I feel like that was that was the perfect opportunity for you. It is the perfect opportunity for you too now because we're still receiving families to reflect on who you are and to reflect on your purpose as an educator. You know, I feel that so many people have lost their way, have lost their passion, have lost, I forgot the reason why they became educators and and, um, they've become so bitter and so negative. And um, it's it's really sad to see, um, especially from an administrator's perspective, to, to see that and to hear that and to feel that because it's such a strong energy that if you walk into a room with, and a teacher has that energy and you can just sense it, you can feel it and sometimes it, it can come, it can become part of who you are or how you move and how you feel, you know, like the energy is very contagious, moods are very contagious and I just feel that um, you have to really know how to separate the two and also know how to not allow other people's energy or behaviors to affect you as a person and and, and it happens it's really it, it's easy for it to happen especially if, even if you're just spending a lunch period with this teacher even if you're just doing common planning with this teacher the negativity the complaining the whining um really can affect who you are and i hope that if you have been in a room where teachers have been negative like that and they just have nasty attitudes or um perspectives on the migrants coming into the schools that you will remove yourself from that situation or maybe even put your foot down and say something to that teacher about how they are speaking or how they are handling it because it's um it's a sad thing that these children did not ask to be here you know their parents chose to leave where they were with hopes of a better life, of a new beginning, and we don't know what their journey was to get here. And they're in our classrooms and they are dealing with their own issues of 
the space that they live in, um, getting clothing, eating proper meals, um, not knowing the language, um, having to ad adapt, adapt and adjust to a whole new environment, and then having to receive, having to deal with the attitudes or the mood swings or the annoyance or the impatience of teachers. That's just, it's just, I can't even. I, mean, I, can, I try to wrap my head around it and I just can't. I feel that teachers have to really separate their own personal feelings and views when they are in a classroom. When you walk into that school, you need to know how to separate how you feel personally and your job. And if you can't do that, then leave. You are not doing this for free. You're getting paid. No one's forcing you to be there. Leave and go to a school that possibly doesn't have so many new students that don't speak the language or so many students that need a little bit more help, a little more patience. Leave. There's tons of schools in the DOE. There's tons of schools in different districts on Long Island, in Jersey. Leave. There's private schools, charter schools. Don't stay in a school where you're not happy or you're not, you don't feel that you can really meet the needs of the kids. You need to really figure that out for yourself. This is a moment for you to reflect. It's a, it's a you problem, okay? It's a you problem because as, educa edu as educators, you took a vow that you're going to educate the students that are in front of you. You are to support them, provide them with the necessary tools and skills to succeed and to be ready for the next grade. And if you cannot do that because your personal views are interfering with that, then leave. I'm going to keep it straight up with you. Just leave because it's so disappointing. It's so sad to see, to hear this stuff, you know. Um, you have to learn your students. And I've said this in previous episodes and I'm going to say it again. If you can get past that first part and you're still listening, then the next part will be learn your students. This is the perfect opportunity to embrace a learner mindset. I've said this in previous episodes too. As an educator, you took a vow to be a learner, to grow, to continuously grow and adapt and meet the needs of your kids. How you taught five years ago is not how you can teach now because no two students are the same. Students change, requirements change, curriculums change. Everything changes. Everything changes, constantly evolving. You need to be in a place where you can accept that you have to change as well. You have to roll with the flow, go with the flow, and be open to learn. This is your perf the perfect opportunity to collaborate with teachers, to collaborate with staff, to collaborate with people out of the building, to learn new ways to meet the needs of your students. Again, learn new ways to meet the needs of your students. We have students coming in that do not speak a lick of English. You have to teach them. Kids are like sponges. They will learn if you are teaching them. They want to learn. They are in school because they want to learn. And they pick up so easily. Kids pick up so easily. We just have to provide access. 
We have to provide them with the tools and the resources they need so they can learn the language, they can learn the skills. So they're learning and you are learning. You are learning from them, they are learning from you. You can learn from other people that have more experience and skills. This is the perfect opportunity to be creative, pull out your creativity and learn how to meet their needs. They might need repetition. They might need visuals. They might need anchor charts. They might need a little bit more time, patience. You might need to learn some of their language. That's okay. This should be a, a learning experience for you too. This should be an exciting part of your journey. Shift that mindset from that negative negativity like, oh, I can't do it. This is too hard. I don't know the language. Oh, they're not understanding me. Oh, I have to keep repeating myself. Oh, I have to work a little extra hard in planning and creating activities so that they can get it. No, shift it to, wow, I'm going to take this challenge on. I'm going to learn a new language. I'm going to just learn a new way to teach my kids. I'm going to provide the necessary tools and resources so they can get where they need to be. That should be your mindset. That should be your approach to them. Using all your resources as well in the school. You have English language learners in your school. Then you have ENL teachers, right? You have teachers that have experience and have training in supporting kids that do not speak English or do not have, you know, do not know English very um, proficiently, right? The internet is such a great tool as well. It has so many resources for you. You literally just have to sit down for a few minutes a day, dedicate that time to learning. Downloading apps where you can translate for families, where you could translate for kids, using pictures with English language and their language, right? Anchor charts with their language and English, right? We want to expose them to English. They might not even know how to read in their language. So if their language is Spanish, right? They might not know how to read Spanish. But if you learn how to you you know use the language and say certain words and also exposing them to the English word, right? Having the picture having the word in Spanish, having the word in English, and constantly using that and referencing it, even as simple as the classroom um, management, right, and the expectations. As simple as labeling the furniture and locations in your classroom, the closet, labeling it with a picture and their language and English, the desk, the pencils, the sharpener, the folders, the library, the board, the computers, there's so many things you can do. There's so many things that you can um, label with their language, English, the pictures, to expose them to that. And trust me, it's there. You're going over it on a daily basis. They are going to learn. They're going to pick up. Have them repeat English words, right? It's, there's so many things you can do. And there's so many resource, resources out there, but you have to be open to accepting it. And you have to be open to looking for it. Schools have family workers. Schools have social workers. Use these resources. Districts have resources. If you feel your school doesn't have enough resources, reach out to on a district level. Reach out to other schools. Reach out to colleagues in different, in different schools. They have the resources available. And be open to asking for help. 
This doesn't say that you are less than a teacher. This says that you are more than you are more. You want to be more. You want to be a better teacher. This says that you are open to learning and growing. And that is such a beautiful thing. I know personally as an administrator, when I have a teacher that's asking for help, that makes me so, so, so happy. Because they've realized, they have accepted that they don't know everything and that's such an important thing to be able to realize and to accept. And you're asking for help so that you can support your students. When we have teachers that close their door and work by themselves in isolation, don't ask for help, don't accept help, don't acknowledge that they might need help, and then we notice it because students are struggling. We see assessments, we go in there for observations and we realize students are not engaged. Students really don't have access to the curriculum and activities. Teachers haven't really taken the time to really get to know their students, to learn the new curriculums, and to make it their own. We see it. And it's heartbreaking because you're doing a disservice to your students. And what are you? What is your job? What is your role? You're an educator. Constantly reminding yourself of your role and your and your job and your and the requirements for your job. I think that will that will help you stay on your toes and keep you open to learning your kids. We have to be open to nurturing all the students in front of us. We have to be open to educating all the students in front of us, regardless of where they're from, regardless of who they are, regardless of their language, their backgrounds, doesn't matter. They are in front of you. They are registered to be in your class, to be in your school. Therefore, you have an obligation to educate them, to teach them, to learn them, and to meet them where they are. And like I said before, and I'll wrap it up with this, if you cannot do that, if you do not want to do that, and you're going to continue with this negative mindset, then leave. Then leave. You will not be missed. Because I know any school that has administration has staff members that genuinely care about what they do and care about the students in front of them will not miss someone that is negative and that's doing a disservice to their kids because they're so focused on where they come from. They're so focused on the language they speak and the languages that they can't speak. We don't care if we lose you. We are not losing anything. We will hire someone and gain someone that is there that understood the assignment when they took the job as an administ- as sorry as an educator. We will hire people that are genuinely in it for the right reason. They're there to educate the students in front of them, and it doesn't matter their walk of life. They will only use their walk of life as a way to be a little more patient, understanding, and sympathetic to their situation. They will focus on who's in front of them and challenge themselves to learn their students and to meet them where they are by all means necessary. I want you to take a moment to think about that. I want you to take a moment to think about this episode. And if you are that teacher, think about why are you there? How can you shift your mindset? How can you be a better educator for your kids regardless of who they are and where they come from? I want you to think about how you can separate your own personal feelings 
about migrants coming into our schools or how, my, how it might affect your scores, because trust me, I've heard that before. And think about how you can really learn your kids, assess your kids, spend time with your kids, get to know them. These children are beautiful. These children have experienced so many struggles and things that you might not even begin to understand or you might not even be able to experience, you know? Just show a little bit of grace. Show a little bit of grace for yourself. Show grace for your students. And really just educate. Educate who's in front of you. Educate who's in front of you. I'm going to leave it at that. This is episode 36. It was titled Global. It's titled Global Learners Nurturing Bright Minds Beyond Borders. This is your host, Geneva Rodriguez. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And it's a wrap.